Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Monday edition of the Daily 10. Yes, it's your friend Matt back again, and we're ready to take you on our 10-minute sports journey together today. Here's what's coming up on our Rhodes Group Rundown. It's brought to you by the Rhodes Group. If you need the assistance of an independent insurance agency, I would highly recommend the Rhodes Group. Clayton Rhodes and his team have done such great work for me when it comes to getting me and my family the best home and car insurance rates. And as those rates continue rising everywhere, and I mean faster than ever, it's so important that you get at least 10 insurance quotes to make sure you're getting the best policy. Otherwise, you're going to spend hours doing it yourself. Instead, with one call or with the ability to reach out to the Rhodes Group, the independent insurance agency that I use in the northern suburbs of Atlanta, you'll get the peace of mind that comes with comprehensive collision, uninsured motorist coverage, third-party liability, all the things you've heard about that you could mess up without the assistance of an independent agency like the Rhodes Group. They have set up a landing page for our listeners where you can get up to 10 home and car insurance quotes in just 10 minutes. You can go directly to roads-group.com slash churnoff. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S. Roads-group.com slash churnoff. Or call them. They'll do the quotes directly over the phone in less than 10 minutes. 678-341-9667 for the Rhodes Group. Well, Georgia's dreams of a three-peat came to an end on Saturday. We'll talk about what happened against Alabama, what now lies ahead for the Dogs, and a playoff without Georgia seems kind of odd right now. Plus, the Falcons won again on Sunday, and they took advantage of this continuing trend. We'll talk about that. And Alex Anthopoulos, Braves GM, laid out the rest of his plans, or at least what he could share, for the Braves offseason on the eve of baseball's winter meetings. All of it coming up in a moment. Let's start with the football, though. Georgia lost to Alabama 27-24 on Saturday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Give Alabama their due, and specifically Jalen Milroe, who made a bunch of plays in the second half. So they deserve to win the football game. That being said, I thought Georgia played one of their sloppiest games. A missed field goal that just was inches away from going in. That came after a penalty and a couple of negative plays that made the kick much harder on them. There was a crusher of a turnover for Georgia inside their own 20 on some sloppy ball handling, plus uh, several other key penalties. After Georgia's first drive, where they went up and down the field, they never looked in sync offensively. As we sit here right now, I'm still not sure why the fourth down catch by Isaiah Bond near the end of the first half wasn't looked at again by officials. Um, So that, to me in a nutshell, kind of wraps the game up. I didn't think Carson Beck, I didn't think Beck was very good. It didn't help that McConkie and Brock Bowers didn't look right. It didn't help that Marius Mims got banged up during the game. And while Georgia's defense wasn't bad, I didn't think they were very good. They were just kind of blah. I mean, Bama had a 95-yard drive to end the first half. Alabama had a 75-yard drive on three trunk, uh, chunk plays in a row after Georgia had just gotten within three points. And remember, Alabama punted twice in the first half. That's all point is the defense was okay but it didn't make game-changing plays that could have altered the outcome of the game so here's where we are 
Georgia now will go to play postseason football that is not a bowl game. Georgia is headed to the Orange Bowl to face Florida State, which is an, an intriguing bowl game, but it's not the game either one of those programs wanted at this point. We found out about the college football rankings yesterday. Michigan, number one. No, you know, big deal there. That's pretty obvious. Washington, two. Next became where there was a lot of consternation for people. Texas, three. And the biggest decision of all, Alabama came in at number four. Before we talk about that, let me give you some spreads. These are the opening lines for the college football playoff. Michigan's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Alabama. Washington is a a four-and-a-half-point underdog against Texas. I thought John Tweet Sports had maybe my favorite tweet of the day. He said the playoff committee made a farce of the process with their biggest lesson. He writes, it's far better to get blown out on your home field in September than lose by a field goal in the championship game on a neutral field. That being said, Georgia and FSU will meet in the Orange Bowl. I feel horrible for Florida State. I do. Now, there are a couple of ways you can look at this, right? Uh, I think Florida State would have gotten boat raced in the postseason against number one seed Michigan. But that's just my opinion. You can make the case that they did anything and everything in their power, winning all 13 of their games, winning their conference championship game, overcoming injuries at quarterback, and their defense looked championship caliber even on Saturday night against Louisville. So the committee can tell you we picked the best teams or the most deserving, and the games matter. The games have to matter. You can't just do the eye test. Well, you pick and choose how that one works because the games obviously didn't matter as much in Florida State's case. Just the idea that Jordan Travis is out was, I guess, a bigger factor than thinking Florida State's defense could keep them in playoff games. I hate it for them. That This is a heartbreaker, a crusher for Florida State and their fans and their program. It sucks. For Georgia, I'll stand by what I've said, and I said it leading into the SEC title game. A three-point loss to Alabama does not change my opinion that Georgia is not one of the best four teams. I think they are. But then we get into who are you going to leave out? Well, Alabama beat Georgia head-to-head, so you know how that one's going to work. Texas beat Alabama head-to-head, and they won their conference. Washington won undefeated, and Michigan was also undefeated. So next year, all of this gets taken care of much easier when we get to a 12-team playoff. There will be arguments then about who gets seated where and who gets home games, but it won't be the same kind of uh, venom that we're hearing from folks in Tallahassee, some folks in Athens, and some folks around the college football world. Incidentally, uh, Georgia and FSU in the Orange Bowl Saturday, December 30th is that game. Uh, should mention Georgia Tech will play UCF in the Gasparilla Bowl on Friday, December 22nd. So those are the local uh, college football bowl situations for those two teams. Coming up, we'll get to the Falcons' victory over the Jets in a moment. First, let me bring up the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's my go-to sports bar. Now that we're in the month of December and we've got bowl season coming, championship games, big, important pro football games, there is no better spot than the Daily Draft, which is in downtown Woodstock, right in the heart of all the bars and the restaurants and the nightlife. So if you're in Woodstock, it's easy to get to. If you're in Roswell, it's just as easy. Or Alpharetta or Milton, you're right around the corner. If you're in uh, Canton or Kennesaw, you're close. And why is it worth checking out the Daily Draft? Well, it's two stories of great sports views of all the games you want to watch. The biggest and best big screen in the Burbs. I challenge you to find a better one. It's awesome. With this couch and this huge table right in front, if you grab that real estate, you're set on a Saturday or a Sunday. You also get a brand new menu with all kinds of great fare from soups and salads and sandwiches and wings and flatbreads. and Like, they have this full selection, by the way, of potato skins. Exotic, almost, that you'll love. And they have self-serve taps on that beer wall. They have a craft beer bar, and as I said, the best views of all the sports you want. You can check out the Daily Draft on Instagram or Facebook. 
You can also follow them uh, along on the website at thedailydraft.net. Best of all, go see them in downtown Woodstock. The Falcons beat the Jets 13-8. Hello, Scorigami. In the least aesthetically pleasing game you could watch. Like, that game would be something that was played out in 1955 before the forward pass was invented. The Falcon offense put up only 194 yards in the game. It was ugly on their end. I guess if you want to point to something, the Falcon defense did a good enough job, but I don't want to get carried away because they were playing Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon, but the Falcons did what they had to do. Four sacks, forced three fumbles, and now they lead the NFC South all by their lonesome at a 6-6 six and six mark with five games to go. The Saints lost to Detroit, meaning they're 5-7. and seven. Tampa Bay did beat the Panthers, so they're also 5-7, and seven. so they're right now chasing the Atlanta Falcons. Here's what kind of leaves me perplexed I don't know if the Falcon defense is good or if it's decent or if it's below average and it's just all being masked by the fact that they're playing some of the worst group of quarterbacks we've ever seen I don't want to take away their credit Jesse Bates has been has been outstanding David Onyemata Caden Ellis they've had individual efforts that have been really good I thought up until the last couple of weeks Jeff Okuda's played really good football the Falcons overcame the loss of AJ Terrell yesterday with a concussion so they've, they've done a good job I just don't know how this defense would look against some of the better quarterbacks in the league. They have played Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff, and I guess I'll throw in Kyler Murray even though it was first game back. Outside of that, here are the rest of the quarterbacks the Falcons have faced to this point. Bryce Young and Jordan Love, Sam Howell and Baker Mayfield, Will Levis, Jaron Hall, Josh Dobbs, Derek Carr, Tim Boyle, and and Trevor Simeon. And what's still left on the schedule for them? Another matchup with Baker Mayfield and Bryce Young. Gardner Minshew, Justin Fields, and then the matchup with the Saints would be Derek Carr or Jameis Winston. Uh, It's no Patrick Mahomes this season, no Jalen Hurts, no Tua, no Lamar, no Josh Allen, no Dak. I think the Falcons will finish 8-9, and or if things go really well, 9-8, and and win the division. So, yes, that's something to get excited about. But I want you to look ahead to, like, January 13th or 14th. That will be the first ever chance to host a playoff game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but I also think it'll be an eye-opening wake-up call that will be a punch in the face that will be delivered by Dak Prescott of the Cowboys or Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. I mean, the Falcons could face a playoff matchup that has them on the wrong end of a 37-9 or a 34-10 kind of a home loss in the playoffs, and at that point, people will scream, see, it wasn't worth it. What did this do? This didn't change anything. It doesn't, right? It's not going to change anything. I don't know where this team is other than the right division to be average, not know what you're doing at quarterback long term, not know if the head coach is right for the job, but still be good enough to maybe win the division. It's a weird, weird place. The Falcons will host the Tampa Bay Bucks coming up on Sunday looking for their third straight win, which, oh, by the way, would be the first time in the Arthur Smith era if they're able to win that game that they would have a three-game win streak. All right, the last thing I wanted to touch on today is baseball's winter meetings begin today. It didn't take Alex Anthopoulos long to make a deal. Now, it happened late last night. Braves pulled off a deal with the Seattle Mariners. They acquired left fielder Jared Kelnick, starting pitcher Marco Gonzalez, and a backup first baseman Evan White. In the deal, the Braves sent Jackson Cower, who was part of the deal for Kyle Wright from Kansas City. They also sent minor leaguer Cole Phillips, who was the second-round draft pick by the Braves in 2022. He has yet to pitch. He was coming off Tommy John surgery. Plus, Seattle is sending cash in the deal to cover some of what I assume are Marco Gonzalez and Evan White's money. Now, Kelnick is the big deal, is the big part of the deal, and it feels like such an Alex Anthopoulos move. Buy low 
on a really high ceiling talent. Kelnick's only 24 years old. He's under contract until 2029 under team control. So for the Braves, what they're getting was a former top 10 pick, still very young. And like we've seen Alex do so many times, whether it's in the bullpen for Pierce Johnson, whether it's uh, picking up somebody else in the rotation that just hasn't worked somewhere else, the Braves like the high ceiling and they like getting them in front of their coaches and their staff, in this case, Kevin Seitzer, uh, Seitzer and Chipper Jones, to work with Kelnick on that swing to see if they can unlock something that hasn't been there. As far as the rest of the deal, Marco Gonzalez is probably an option for the fifth spot in the rotation or starting pitching depth as a just-in-case. Alex Anthopoulos just said, and he's always said, they need 10 or 11 guys in that rotation to make it through the season. Now, Gonzalez is not cheap. He's on the books for $12.2 million this season. The other player in the deal, Evan White, he was a guy who signed a six-year deal for $24 million with three club options before he ever played a game in the bigs, and it just didn't work out. So that part of this is a salary dump like the Marco Gonzalez. So it feels like the Braves are buying low on the talent as far as Jared Kelnick, but they're paying a steep price because uh, Evan White and Marco Gonzalez are on the books this season for a total of about $20 million. Now, there's a chance White or Gonzalez could be flipped somewhere else in a deal. If they're not, as I said, for one year, we'll see what the Seattle Mariners sent back. I'm going to guess it's $3, 4 $5 million to offset some of the cost. But Gonzalez has not been very good the last two or three years. But as a fifth starter, as an option for a depth guy, it could make sense. White, again, is not hitting the bigs. He could be a, a backup for a, a DH, backup first base for Matt Olson if he's not dealt. But the big part of this is Jared Kelnick, again, 24 years old, lots of upside. The swing has not come together. Some in Seattle that were pretty upset that the Mariners were selling so early on Kelnick, thinking there's still more there. We'll see if the Braves can unlock that moving forward. We'll see what else uh, winter meetings has in store for the Braves the rest of the week in Nashville. If you guys would do me the favor of hitting the subscribe button now wherever you're listening to the podcast, if you're a first-timer, thank you. If you're somebody who listens every now and again but wants to get it every day, hit subscribe now on any podcast platform, and it'll be waiting for you each and every uh, morning around 10 a.m. I will talk to you folks later this afternoon at 2 o'clock on the radio on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. We're back here tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten. Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for Brave season. Are you? 3-1, smoked high in the air. 
deep center field and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.